Welcome back to the Recovering Youth Podcast, uh, season two, quarantined version. So we are talking to teens um, that are in quarantine. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, And so this episode is just absolutely phenomenal. And I say that uh, pretty much every time because uh, these teens never cease to amaze me with their wisdom, their insight, and their ability to just articulate their experience. And this one is in particularly incredibly powerful because this young person is um, dealing with her own mental health issues. And so if you are someone who is dealing with anxiety or depression, um, this is just a great uh, episode to listen to because you really start to grasp what it's like and you won't feel so alone knowing that there's someone else out there in this world kind of in this with you. And so, um, and she also provides just some phenomenal ways to kind of try and connect and find some joy and some sanity in the midst of what you're all dealing with. And, um, I hope you enjoy it, uh, because I enjoyed doing it and listening to it. And, um, Of course, if you are interested in being a part of this podcast, if you would like to share your story, if you'd like to just talk it out and have yourself be heard, that would be incredible. We welcome you. We would love to hear from you. Email us at recoveringyouth at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook. Uh, We are available and accessible. So please reach out. And I really hope you just enjoy this episode. Talk to you soon. All right, um, let's get started. So we are here talking to the dear and lovely Emily. Thank you, Emily, so much for being here. Um, Emily, why don't we just start off with kind of the basic? Why don't you let people know a little bit about yourself so they kind of know who they're talking to? All right. Um, I'm Emily. I now live in Florida, but I lived in Jersey for most of my life. It's where I made a lot of my memories. And um, I work on my schoolwork. I'm involved in school. I also have a first year black belt in martial arts. And yeah. I did not know that about you. Yes, um, I'm, at a, really I'm at a teaching level. I'm getting my second degree, and I also work at my dojo, which I'm learning at too. So it's also my job. Wow. When do you have to register your hands as weapons? <laughs> um, we are not allowed to hurt someone unless it's self-defense. So if they're trying to like come at me with a knife, or like they're trying to fight me. It's the only time I could ever fight back. Besides that, if I ever hit someone first or initiate the uh, attack, as I put it, I will get uh, everything stripped from me. Wow. I legally not. It's against law for me to hit someone first. What martial arts is it? Um, I do right now. I'm... I'm going full-fledged Taekwondo because I want to get my second degree, but I did take about a four-year break, and I learned grappling and kickboxing as well, so mixed martial arts, different things. Wow. You are scrappy. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't surprise me, but my goodness, I had no idea. 
I will be very nice and not assault you at any point. <laughs> there you go, yeah. God, I hope not. I'm not an aggressive, I'm not a violent person, trust me. I don't like, I don't like having to like hurt someone. I didn't think that you were, but <laughs> so I just imagined like all of a sudden Emily just dropping crazy moves on me. <laughs> Flipping me over or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, how old are you? I'm 15. Very nice. I just think it's very nice for people to hear um, your age when you don't sound anything like it, especially. Um, so thank you. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people think that I'm younger than you because of how ridiculous I sound. Um, but we are here because um, we're in, you know, the middle of this crazy quarantine thing. And so we're wondering, um, you know, as a young teen, what is your experience? What is this like for you? Huh. So quarantine. Um, when this whole epidemic started, it's kind of because I just moved to Florida about four months ago. It was kind of bad on my part. Um, one, because I just got into this new school and now I have all this work I still don't understand how to do and plus socially um, disconnected from everybody because we cannot be within six feet of each other. And um, curfew too, there's curfew in my town, it's 9.30, so we're not allowed to go out for like late night walks or anything like that um, or we'll get in trouble. It's kind of been rough, because I don't know if you heard of it, but there's something called cabin fever. And it's when you're in a closed area with the same people for too long, you will start, your moods will start to change on their own, and you will become a very aggressive, very yell, yelling, screaming, someone who, like, enjoys arguing, and um, very emotional, emotionally aggressive. That's cabin fever. And I am guilty of having it, yes. Uh, me and my family during this quarantine time needed a break to kind of a break from each other so we can kind of like work out some family stuff. So right now I'm in Nashville, Tennessee with my sister. I'm spending time here while my parents are in Florida. How's that working out? Um, it's working out well. I keep in contact with my parents all the time. We talk. Um, it's been rough for me and my family right now because during this quarantine time, I have also been uh, diagnosed with severe clinical depression. So um, based on talking to my psychiatrist and my therapist and um, everything, it's kind of been a hard pill for my mom and dad to swallow because they don't understand it. And um, that's why it's kind of been crazy. There's been real long, a lot of arguing because of everything going on with me. I also have like very bad anxiety and stuff. So it's kind of just like been a lot for my parents to think about. And we're taking this time during quarantine for my family to be able to process everything and think about it. And for me to relax and have a peaceful time so we can, so I can go back and we can work out all our family problems and be okay. Got it. 
So why do you, why is it a, why is it a hard pill for your parents to swallow? Um, because I know Sophie and Laurie also have had, not my two sisters, by the way, those who are, those people are, <laughs> have also not been so connected with my parents in the past when they were my age. But it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because I have been their first daughter to be diagnosed with actual depression. Um, and it's just a lot because, you know, my parents aren't used to being told that, like, someone has depression. And since I've always been so positive at home and, like, always put a smile on my face and stuff and always been like, so let's do it <laughs> type of person, mm -hmm. um, they never really expected there to have problems with me because I could hide my emotions very well. So most people don't even realize, mm -hmm. like, what's really going on. <laughs> And so I think it's hard for my parents because they see me as this, like, super happy, go-getting, going-with-the-flow type of person, and then this has kind of just sprung up on them out of the blue, which would be a lot for a parent, I can imagine. Which could be a lot for you also, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, this obviously didn't just like spring up out of the blue. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about the experience? What is it like? What was it like when you ha you were putting on this kind of smiley, happy thing? And like, what, what, what was going on underneath all of that? Um, well, I've always had kind of a depressed mindset ever since sixth grade because I have had a very um, struggling past childhood. A lot of very bad things have happened um, to me and to the people around me that I really care about. And I think it came from those um, events. And through there, I just kind of built up a wall and I let things keep building and building. And when we moved away from New Jersey, which is the only place I've ever really known, those feelings just kind of came out and it was because they came out and because my behavior was different and my parents didn't understand that I started talking to a therapist on my own choice and I finally just kind of let everything out and then it just happened. I kind of knew always though, like putting on a smile and being so happy around my house and my friends and uh, extended family. Like I kind of just used to tell myself like, just get through this day or get through these couple of hours and then you can just like be alone and like calm down and let things calm down in your brain because during those times I kind of would be like freaking out a little in my head. I never really knew why I'd freak out, but I used to do it a lot. Well, what did that look like? What was that freaking out like? Well, if you saw my face, I'd just be smiling, but um, really inside I'd just be thinking like in every situation of like things that could go wrong or things that happened in the past that are kind of like it here. Like, oh, I remember being with friends here but then a year ago I was also here and something bad happened mm. 
and I just like kind of think of it like that and then I'd start to panic a little but then it usually calm down um during quarantine though it's been coming out a lot more and my emotions have just been all over the place because of cabin fever <laughs> and just like being separated from everybody and um I had had my phone taken away during quarantine too mm. so I didn't have any contact to anybody so really just alone in my house and it just like kind of made me freak out more do you have any support um yeah I have a therapist that I talk to my sisters support me my friends support me I have a lot of people that I could talk to um, on a daily basis, so I'm fine now with it. I've been like in this okay kind of stage or place right now where I'm just neutral. So I'm not like super happy and overexcited, but I'm not like sad mm -hmm. either. I'm just like, okay. You said that, um, kind of when you moved and moved and quarantine happened your behavior started to change what was what did that change what did that look like kind of as far as what was the shift um well i used to be i am still a good kid <laughs> but <laughs> yes, i used to my behavior used to be good behavior and i used to like not do things normal teenagers do like I never went to parties, I never snuck out, I never, you know, like, did that stuff. If you categorize it as, like, something bad, but I came here and then I started to sneak out sometimes, and, um, I mean, my parents are fine with me going to parties, but, like, I would go parties and come back home later, and it's, like, kind of when that changed because... I was just lost, I guess, coming into a new place, not really knowing anybody and have to, having to make new connections when I already have ones that are years and years and years long, like whole life connections and have to remake all those and be away from like the people who really understand me and I trust and get me because they're so far away. So I think I could just, I panicked in my head and then quarantine happened and those connections that I was working on in my school and with friends and stuff kind of just came to a halt. Mm -hmm. And since I couldn't make those connections, like in my head, I'm thinking, Oh, this person's now after quarantine going to think like I'm not friend material or something negative. Mm -hmm. So quarantine hasn't been the best experience, <laughs> but yeah, and I, it's so, I think it's so important to hear what this is like for you because I'm, I can imagine there's quite a few people who are also struggling with depression themselves. And so knowing that they're not the only ones that are just having a really hard time is um, really yeah. nice to not feel alone, like you're saying. Um, so I, I'm curious what it... When you showed up into, when you showed up to Florida and you're like, okay, now I have to make all of these new friends and you started, this behavior started to shift. What did you think that this behavior was going to do for you? Like, did, um, 
was staying out late or kind of going to these parties and stuff, did you feel that it was going to help with your connections or I'm just curious where that, where you were in that? Um, well, people in Florida are very, people in Florida are very different from people in New Jersey. I can say that. (laughs) You know, people in Florida do sneak out a lot more and they do go to parties a lot more and they do do like, definitely different things from people in Jersey and like being a Jersey girl which I knew because like I did maybe once I think before I left sneak out in Jersey but you know like there's people I guess people in my town at least don't really do that often um and so I guess like coming here I really wanted to be connected to people but I also really just wanted to find something similar to what I had in Jersey and I was still looking for it. And like, I guess going out at night, maybe I thought in my head would like speed up the process of finding it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's the real reason why I did it. That makes sense. And did, were you, did all of that stop as soon as the quarantine happened or were you still kind of trying to? No. Well, at first I didn't understand everything going on. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think much of it like most teenagers right now are still out or still doing stuff or teenagers are probably people spreading the virus, which is scary because teenagers are the only people, it's the only time in your life when you're a teenager that you don't listen. And it sucks that, like, our generation is, like, the one spreading it because we just don't care. And, like, until we're dead, like, we don't care. Mm. Or sick or whatever. Um, So, at first, I didn't care. I kept going out. And my parents were definitely, they caught me one night. They definitely were not happy about it. They sat me down and had a whole talk about how people were dying. And then after that, I stopped going out. Um. And I stayed home and I tried to just like find something to do, but I got restless. So I snuck out again and I was caught again. And that's when I thought that it would be better if I can find myself again by taking some time away and for them to get a break. And they agreed to it. So then I came here. Yeah, what differences has that made so far? Well, here, the thing about my difference between my parents and my sister is that my sister doesn't care how I'm feeling. If she wants me to get my homework done, if she doesn't want me going outside or something, she'll tell me, and I have to obey that. So, like... doing an interview so um like coming here well better say at home I didn't really do my schoolwork to the fullest I could I didn't really like pay attention to most stuff I would just be moody all day and like not want to talk to anybody and like just lock myself in my room but coming here I'm not allowed to do that I don't have a room (laughs) so I have to get all my work done my sister's my sister's helping me she's tutoring me so she's making sure i'm getting all my work done and getting good grades on it 
and emailing my teachers if I don't get something done, which I'm really appreciate and I'm really thankful for because I know for a fact my parents wouldn't do that or I wouldn't let them. So that's a good thing, positive coming here. And another thing is I'm staying safe. There's no one here that I know. So I'm not, you know, going out or anything. So yeah, it's been really a positive thing. How long are you staying there? Uh, I'm staying here till May 12th. Okay. So I came here a week ago, so about three weeks, like a month. And what's it going to be like kind of settling into this routine here and then having to kind of uproot and reconfigure what that routine looks like in Florida? Well, what I'm hoping... What I'm hoping to take away from this is a good routine, getting my work done, good study habits, um, and just kind of having better behavior, not being reckless and not upsetting my parents and being able to work out my problems. And my sister will still be tutoring me. <laughs> I love the face that you're making like this. <laughs> when you go back, are you still in school? Um, we have school till May 27th in Florida. Okay. So our summer starts on the 28th. So I have a school computer because uh, our school is nice enough to lend some of the students who don't have a computer, a computer for them to do their work. So I am done when I turn in my computer, which would be May 27th. So that's when I finish school. So when I go back, I still will have school. Yeah. Got it. Are you still talking with your therapist? Yeah, I talk to her um, twice every week. I have one session that's just me, and then I have one session that's um, me and her. I mean, my family. Mm. What's that like? Oh, family therapy is all right. <laughs> it's, um, can get a little heated sometimes. Yeah, definitely. When, um, I disagree with my parents, but overall it's actually, you know, it does, it goes well. There's not a lot of fighting. There's more of just disagreements, um, stuff like that. Like, if something happened during that week that, like, wasn't fun or that day, like, one of us will talk about it, downgrade the other a little bit. <laughs> but overall, we get out most of the time. Yeah, is it helpful having a, another person there who can hold the space so communication's different? Um, yeah, it does. It does. It's nice, like, not to, I guess, be alone in my own space, I feel. It's, like, actually a lot better having other people here to, like, hang out with, have fun with, stuff like that. So what, what like, what led you to actually seeking out the help of, like, a mental health professional? Well, um, coming here, I knew I wasn't in a good place. And I knew I had a lot of stuff building up for years now. 
that I never told anyone, I never talked about, I never gave any signs as to. And having in the past, I have had a lot of friends with depression and problems, and I see how they improved when they got help, and I think I found it in myself to be a bigger person and get help that I needed because I didn't want to end up like um, some of my friends. What do you mean you didn't want to end up like them? Um, so I had three best friends really close that I all met at Sipway Camp. And um, all three of them passed away due to having issues. So it's kind of because of that and being so close to people and having them become angels that I realized it was better for me to get help and work out my problems and sit there and let them build up to the point where like, I just uh, feel completely alone. So yeah. Yeah. When you feel completely alone and there's just no hope left, huh? That's what it feels like. <laughs> It just feels like um, nothing's there for you anymore, that you don't have a purpose anymore, that every purpose that you've been given has been destroyed somehow. And since you feel like you're not going to find another one, that there's no point in staying where you are. Were you but, getting close to feeling that way? No, I'm actually getting better because I know that I've been put on this earth for a reason and if I leave now, I'm never going to figure out what that is. And I want to know what that is. Awesome. It's good to hear. It takes work to get there, though, especially when you get into a, a dark space when you have to climb back up. Yeah. What is, that, what is that journey like for you? What kind of strength does that take? Um, it takes a lot. A lot of um, self-realization mm -hmm. so what I mean by that is to get help and have people help you you need to first try and help yourself try to find yourself find that common ground that you can stand on until you can take the steps and become better but you can't start getting help until you learn somehow to care about yourself a little. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that takes time. Like I sat myself down one day and I thought, I don't want to be like this for the rest of my life. Like I want to have a good life. I want to be happy. I want to like have fun and do cool things, you know? And so I found what I liked in myself and I thought of all the positive things like I like my sisters, I like my family, I like my, the friends that I have, I like how I can be such a positive cool person around them, they make me laugh, like you think about all the positive things and that's where you find what you care about and when you realize that you care about something then it helps to getting better. Because people care about you too.
Yes, yeah, they do. It's hard to feel that though when you don't care about yourself. When you are, it is not- hard. yeah. But you know, the only advice I have to other people out there that um, have problems like I do is to self-reflect think of good memories think of good things that happen because if you only think about the negative things then you're got you're not going to go anywhere it's going to suck and it's going to suck to the point where you make a huge mistake that not only hurts you but hurts everybody who loves and cares around you and gives them problems too your problems spread spread to other people when you make bad decisions and to make good decisions, you really have to find care or think of the good things. And that will get you closer to getting help or being okay. Why do you think a lot of people, or just not, well, just why do you think people have a hard time asking for help? Um, well... As a teenager, you're stubborn, but besides being stubborn, um, fear, definitely fear, because there's been really bad stuff that's happened to you or really bad things that you've witnessed in your life. You'd be terrified to tell someone because one, if you tell the wrong person, it can reflect negatively on yourself or You'll just be scared that telling someone won't give you the closure that you're looking for, that it won't do anything. And I think that's the scary part of getting help. That's why so many people are scared to get help is because they're so scared of saying the wrong thing or telling someone and them not caring enough. Mm -hmm. They don't want to feel worse than they already do. So is there a fear that you you won't be heard or understood, like someone won't actually take it seriously? Yeah. Um, it's just scary to, like, let everything that you've built up for so long out. Mm-hmm. Let somebody know you inside and out, and somebody know your entire past and everything about you. It's scary to show yourself. And, you know, like I'm trying to work there to be open with people, to, you know, show myself to people. And it's hard. It's really hard if you haven't talked to people or opened up to anyone in a really long time. It's really hard to do it. And the more that you keep your feelings locked up, the harder it's going to be to get help and talk to people. So then when you got your diagnosis, did you tell your parents? Um, I did tell my parents. Not maybe on the first day after, but I was the one who told them that um, my therapist and my psychiatrist diagnosed me with clinical depression. At first it was just clinical depression. And 
I think it was more that they didn't think I had depression, mm-hmm. which is why it was a hard pill to swallow. They were like, no, she doesn't have depression. She, is, she doesn't have depression. And they tell me, they're like, you don't have depression, which is a very bad thing to tell someone because that just makes them feel like then they're psychotic mm-hmm. or something. And um, I told my parents and they kind of ignored it at first until my therapist mentioned it to them and then they were like no she i don't think she has depression and then she's like she does and like my therapist and my parents had a fight about it for like 10 minutes if i had depression or not but i do and like my parents are accepting that now so it's getting better how did that feel though to have them not believe oh, you. Oh, it's not, it did not feel well. <laughs> <laughs> felt, excuse my words, felt pretty shitty. <laughs> um, They're pretty tame words for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> felt, felt pretty bad. Sorry. Um, felt pretty bad when they told me that and they argued about it because, you know, like I've kind of known inside me that I've had problems for a long time and my therapist saw it like the first time second time she talked to me like she already knew and you know it's never going to be easy but it did suck and i mean i could imagine that um that's something you also have to like heal yourself all because I could imagine like if you tell someone this and they don't listen they don't hear they don't believe you right not being heard and believed is just so difficult especially in that space but if you don't like I could imagine not wanting to talk to them about anything else like not trusting them not wanting to open up and like be like this is really where I'm at when that's really kind of what you need so um how do you get to a place of kind of forgiveness just for the sake of your own peace. Like what's that process like? Well, there's really no words to describe that process because everybody's process for that is different. Finding forgiveness, getting closure, having peace, Everybody's survivor story is different. And, um, you know, you could fi- try to find closure and peace for your entire life and not find it. Or you can really try harder, fight harder, and find it early on and become stronger. Right now, with the way that my life is going my trying to find peace in all of everything going on on top of mm-hmm. corona um it's hard definitely because we can't see people face to face definitely because all of my therapy meetings are on call mm-hmm. not in person so you know it's hard because i can't actually be there talking to that person and I can't because I'm stuck in a house with my parents Mm -hmm. so 
it's difficult, but it's getting there. Yeah. I mean, I can only um, imagine, and I do imagine this actually a lot. I wonder what this is like um, for teens, especially who need someone to talk to and really need to open up and be free, but they've got kind of parents hovering always. So you're never quite sure if you're safe to truly be really open. Um, Just be what you want to say. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure everyone's process is super different. That's why I'm, I'm just really curious about yours. Like what, what is it that you're doing in this time? Because you have so many barriers of connection. Like what, what is it for you? I know you're trying your hardest, but I am like wondering about maybe some specifics if you have any, um, of what these little steps are. And of course you don't have it all figured out, right? It's a process. That's the whole point. It just kind of keeps going. (laughs) Um, Just wondering how you are dealing. I mean, at first I was not doing very well with quarantine and all this stuff going on, but now I'm doing pretty well. Um, It's because I feel really comfortable here with my sister um i trust her and we care a lot about each other so it's a more comfortable environment for me to do my work and figure out myself and get better be happier and since i came here i've been really a lot better i've been happier and i know in my heart it's going to be the same when i go back home So I'm dealing pretty well with this whole situation. Um, I mean, now it's just like fun, hanging out, doing homework. And yeah, it's just really uh, productive. Just never thought anybody would be like, it's fun, I'm doing homework. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes homework's fun. I'm not even gonna lie. I know you don't hear it a lot. It's because we hate to admit it, but sometimes we actually enjoy doing homework. (laughs) Yeah. How is, what is school like for you now? Um, My school is a little different. I don't do Zoom classes. We don't see our teachers face-to-face or our other students face-to-face. We actually have something called distance learning. Mm -hmm. It's all on the computer and it's kind of these like mini slideshow lessons that we get all our information on and then we'll either take a quiz or we'll do an assignment on it and everything's like downloadable worksheets or papers or uh, lab reports we can do online. Everything's pretty much online. Like for me doing school, I'm staring at a computer for like five hours. <laughs> mm. um, so it's definitely different from at least my friends that I know in other areas because they're all on Zoom, seeing everybody, talking to them, like FaceTime like this. But I'm not on FaceTime with my teachers. We have to email our teachers if we have a problem or a question. And they're not eligible to respond for 24 hours. So Hmm. we might not even get a response till the next day. Wow. Does it make it hard? Sometimes, but um, you also can look it up online. I know that's helped me too. Just like a question, looking it up online, and then I'll be like, oh, 
it's that. So then I write it in my own words, now understanding. So we don't always need to email a teacher, but it is kind of frustrating when we do have to email our teacher. Because, mm-hmm. like, we can't be so sure they answer right away. When would you, I mean, and like, do you hope, like, I really wish that you were able to, like, connect via Zoom? Like, would you like to be able to do that? Or is this way of doing distance learning working for you? I actually do like the way we're doing it now because it is working for me. Okay. Because I don't have to worry about a time limit or someone on my back. There's no due date on the assignments. So I can turn them in uh, whenever I need to. And they go in for a grade as long as all my assignments are turned in at the end of the year. I can get full credit on every single one of them. That's awesome. So are you getting credit? Is it mandatory? I'm just curious because everybody's schooling is very different right now. So it's so interesting to know like what your mandates are. Like what is it like being in Florida? Well, I mean, technically Nashville doing school from Florida. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny (laughs) because I live in Florida, but here I am in Nashville for a month doing homework. Um, I mean, school from Florida, and I've seen, like, my friends in New Jersey, like, their classes, it actually seems a lot easier than other places. Our schoolwork in Florida, my schoolwork is a lot easier than other places, actually. Hmm. What do you mean by easier? I mean, uh, easier questions, easier um, lessons, easier assignments. Like, they're not super difficult. We don't have to print out everything. We don't have to um, take time to do full-on labs at home. Like, everything for us is on the computer, and everything's, like, every question or every information is, like, within reach. Nothing's confusing. That's great. Pretty easy to get an A. In distance learning in like any class. That's exciting. Are you pumped about that? Definitely. <laughs> good grades. Does getting good grades help you feel better? Like do you feel accomplished? 100%. Getting good grades just makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. I'm like it's actually, it just feels good to like, you know, when you get that report card and it's not bad, you're just like, yes. I did this. Then, <laughs> like, I got good grades and now I can go hang out the entire summer. <laughs> Is there um, stipulation hanging on your grades? Like if you get certain grades, you're not allowed to do certain things? Um, no. No. Yeah, not at all. So it could be like, yeah, I didn't great great grades, but I still get to go hang out this summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just means that like um I don't know. I think hanging out over the summer with like ending the year really well is just like more enjoyable mm-hmm. than like having bad grades and going out in the summer and like just be like, dang, I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna like 
feel really bad because I didn't get good grades. <laughs> so. Okay. If we even go back to school, that is. Yeah. What are your thoughts around that? What are you hearing? Um, I'm hearing this isn't going to go away till like my senior year, which I think is false. I don't think it's going to last that long because I know America and there's definitely people working hard to find a cure for all of this. Like not even America, like all the countries have this problem. So it's a worldwide problem. And I know people are working on finding cures and vaccinations and like different ways of medical um, ways to like battle this. Mm -hmm. And you know, some places aren't making progress and some places are. So it really is just up to us. It's up to humanity when they want to tackle this. It's up to humanity when they want to listen to, like, the president and the government and these other countries and stay inside so this thing doesn't spread until somebody finds a cure. And, like, it obviously sucks. I mean, it sucks for me. I hate being pulled away from all the action. But, um, you know, it's like, it's what's best for my health. It's what's best for other people's health. So nobody gets hurt by this anymore. Yeah, it's like an act of love, right? Just yeah. staying distanced and paying attention to it, which is really hard for some people. <laughs> Which sounds funny because it's like, oh, it's an act of love to stay away from someone. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of where we find ourselves right now. Yeah, so it's like a huge shift in thinking, right? It's a huge definitely. Shift it's like um, it's just like a totally hypocritical statement to like. This is our way of showing love now. <laughs> Yes, but it could be a way of showing love even before now. People just don't understand that. Yeah. That's 100% true. <laughs> Sometimes having to create space or be alone and be on your own and not be around other people is a way of loving them. We just don't yeah. know that. And we're being yeah. kind of forced to experience it. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I love how many 100%s I'm getting. I'm going to have a great report card after this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so do you still talk to your friends from Jersey on maybe some of these new people that you're in Florida with? Definitely. Yeah. I made some really good connections in Florida. I'm not even going to lie. I have a lot of friends here in Florida, and I also have a lot of friends back in Jersey, and I keep constant contact with all of them because um, me and my Jersey friends, I've been friends with almost all of them since kindergarten, so we have really strong connection, and, and that connection is definitely not going to go away because one of us moves away. And I've had... um other friends in New Jersey that I've known for a long time move away. Like my best friend since before kindergarten um, moved to uh, 
she moved to Maine. There we go. She moved to Maine, and my other friend moved to Kentucky. And I'm still friends with them, and I still talk to them all the time. And we always make plans on when we're going to visit and stuff like that. And they moved away when I was in middle school, too. So it's like, even though people move away, I'm still in constant contact with everybody that's close to me. So that's definitely cool. talking to everyone. <laughs> Good. Talking to everyone. So what is... I actually was just on a Zoom call with my friends before. That's this. so fun. Yeah. Um, so what is like the vibe with all your friends? Like, how are they feeling? How are they responding to this? Like, how are they dealing? Um, actually, my friend ran to me about this, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But one of my friends in Jersey is actually like annoyed in a funny way because I mean, she has no problems or anything. She's a super happy person. She has a great life. She has a twin sister, but it's funny because this is all, this is one of my best friends. How she feels right now during this time is she's kind of just annoyed because all of a sudden one day she was at school with friends, talking to people, having fun, being able to like interact. And now she's sitting at home doing loads of loads of work and like, only being able to talk to her friends at like four. Four. Like she's doing homework till four. And she's just stuck up in the house with nothing to do. But she has her sisters, so they do a lot of fun things too. Mm-hmm. And I FaceTime her all the time. So we do things too, like we'll watch a movie together, like on FaceTime or something like that. And it's uh, really fun, but I know a lot of people are very annoyed at the subject or, like, just, like, kind of uneasy about it all Mm -hmm. because, you know, people are scared. What if we're never, what if we can't go back outside for a really long time? Like, what's going to happen with work, you know? Mm -hmm. The government can't keep giving us money forever and stuff like that. Like, all these just, like, human rights and political issues that everybody's really uneasy about but besides that everybody's trying to make the most of it especially of all if you have a lot of family then you'll have more stuff to do so you have more people mm-hmm. so yeah or meet more people to get annoyed by <laughs> ending on your family dynamic <laughs> true <laughs> you've heard a lot about my family already <laughs> i know I don't know. Yeah, I can imagine that unease. So, I mean, if you you hear that there's this possibility that you don't get to go back till your senior year, like, what do you what do you feel about that? Like, how do you process that? That's like very, that's heavy very, news. Very scared and hoping, hoping to God that that does not happen. Because I don't know if I don't know if like. I'm going to be able to stay inside for an entire year with, you know, like, without, like, going insane somehow. Because I don't think anybody could sit inside of their house for an entire year without going outside, really, besides for food. Not seeing anybody, not being able to go to work. Like, we're all just, like, potatoes. 
Mm. We're just like sitting in one place. We're like vegetables. We can't even go anywhere. Lay like broccoli. <laughs> I love vegetables, so I'm totally down. <laughs> to um, um, but I did hear, if you didn't hear yet, that some states are planning to open things back up May 1st. Oh, we've heard. We're in one of those. <laughs> yeah, I am too in Florida and in here in Nashville. They're opening everything back May 1st because apparently Corona has gone down. So they're seeing what's going to happen, which I think is pretty dumb. Because I know 100% the first people that are going to walk out of their houses on May 1st are teenagers. <laughs> and I also know for a fact that half of those teenagers are probably going to infect someone without even knowing they have it because we have such strong immune systems that we don't actually have the disease, but we're carrying it. Mm-hmm. So we're probably, Corona is probably going to shoot back up again. That's my opinion that it's, that's very, feel like it's a very bad decision and that it's going to spike up again. And then we're going to have to be stuck inside for another year. <laughs> so, I mean, you never know what happens though. It could stay the same, or it could keep going down, or it could be better. But, you know, being stuck in your house for that long does stuff to people. Sometimes, definitely workaholics. Like, Mm -hmm. not being able to go to work, or be able to, like, resume their normal lives and stuff, sucks. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Do you think that um, that's what should happen? We should resume normal life, whatever that is, after this? Um, Well, after corona, I think we just need to kind of be more safe on sharing things with people or being around certain areas, stuff like that. Um, Especially, like, very cities like especially in cities we should kind of just i think we should all just like kind of watch our backs if this epidemic does go away um and they do find a cure like obviously that would be great and we have to worry but i think if they're going to open stuff up and until there is an actual legitimate cure i think people should just be very safe and still stay inside like, definitely stay inside and just go out for food if you need it and wear a mask and gloves and, you know, just be safe. Be careful. So, yeah. Got it. So, it's like, if we go back and, it, you know, things go down or don't get worse, like, it'll be like, okay, this is fine. But if, say, it spikes, which it seems like your gut saying, like, that's what's going to happen. Um, how are you going to feel about the decisions of the leadership in this country in our states when you are stuck at home for another school year? Like you're going to miss like your junior year or something. Um, I mean, I'm not that political, but in a political view, no, I'm going to pull a Sophie right now. Um, in so my opinion, in my opinion, I think that I would probably be really upset. Yeah. 
Yeah, because all those experiences, like, it's pretty much, humans don't have a long time to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a lot of years, but on average, based on other animals or other things in the world, we don't, we're not on this earth for that long and wasting a year of our lives because the government and the president wants to open everything up and risk having a horrible virus that kills, that's killed thousands and thousands of people to spike up again. So more people get it and more people who have compromised health already die from it when they're dying from other things or have other problems is just dumb. Like you're not, after everything I've seen happen, you're not going to see me outside at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if my skin doesn't look well because of the lack of sun and I turn as pale as a sheet of paper. I don't care. As long as I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Was that was that good enough of a Sophia impression? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would have stopped. There would have been like yeah, super but fast was it rambling. All <laughs> <laughs> happened. Was it aggressive enough? No, that was perfect. Perfect. But there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> you are dumb leaders. <laughs> According to Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yours is fantastic. Um, Okay, so let's, we should start wrapping up. It's been uh, close to our hour time, sadly, which is always what happens. Like, all of a sudden, we're here, and I'm like, oh, man. Now I just want to hear your worldviews on everything. Um, (laughs) It's true. So what is something that teens that are struggling, just like you, like that maybe have uh, depression or anxiety or, I mean, anything that um, is really kind of spiking because they're not connected to other people, um, what is something that you feel that could help them or they might need to know? Maybe some words of wisdom. Or love. Um, uh, <laughs> some word of advice and some words of wisdom to all other teens out there. And if you're not a teen, all other adults and kids and whatever you may be. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't discriminate animals here, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> something for everybody to know is that just not to... Uh, give up supporting our country, even though we may be dumb sometimes, yes. And we make mistakes. We're all human. And if we keep fighting through this together and we keep listening to the things that we need to do to keep healthy and to keep safe, um, that we can fight through this and we can come back strong as ever and have our economy and everything shoot up and, you know, be really good work definitely and everything and just you know become like a better country and all stronger and more unified and to um directed to all the teens out there please please trust for all of us please stay inside I had I know I had a horrible experience going out because you know Honestly, it's going to sound really dark right now, but 
think of your families. Think of their health. If they have a compromised health and you're going out, know that you're compromising their health too, bringing back something into the house because you don't know what's on you. You know, this disease stays on surfaces for 48 hours. You don't know what you touch or who flies past you or what you're exposed to. And if you keep going out and getting exposed to things, then you can bring something really bad into your family and you can destroy it. So just really know that when you're going out and you're hanging out with your friends, you're treading on water. And just be safe. Very nice. Jamin, you got anything else you want to ask Miss Emily? I think that was pretty much a mic drop moment. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. she's had a few of those. I, I like like imagining her just being like, more mic. like <laughs> either a mic drop or some like crazy karate chop. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I know. I have to. <laughs> Bust out some crazy moves. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're so awesome. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, my dear Emily, thank you so much for talking to my us. My pleasure. Spending some time thank sharing. Thank you so much for the um, opportunity. Oh my gosh, it's our, our, our pleasure to like just give some space and hear what you're going through because it's just nuts that like, you know, normally for me, I see kids daily, like, and I can do the same thing, right? Like see them and go, something's up. But now it's like, we're all behind these closed walls and we could create any story we want. And um, mm -hmm. so the reality is so important for us to touch base with, as opposed to pretending like everyone's just happy sitting in their homes, watching TV yeah. all day. Yeah. So you're awesome. We really genuinely appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs>